0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Baptist Church podcast. My name is Justin Wheeler. I am the preaching pastor for Cornerstone. And today we are in week five of our journey through the Heidelberg Catechism. Today I'm going to be talking to you about questions 12, 13, 14, and 15. And this week Heidelberg is going to begin turning our attention from guilt to grace. The topic is redemption and how God is going to accomplish that redemption through his son Jesus Christ. But before we get to Jesus, there are some other questions that we need to consider. Questions that come out at us because of what we've learned regarding our guilt before God and questions that help us understand the eternal punishment that those sins and that guilt deserves. So today we're going to begin the process of turning from guilt to grace and we've got to see the mediator in between. Now, we need this information. We need to know how we get from guilt and the eternal punishment that it deserves to the grace that God is going to show us. What can be done so that we can avoid the eternal punishment that our guilt deserves? That's the kind of news we need to get to immediately. So let's go ahead and look at question number 12. Question 12 reads this way. According to God's righteous judgment... We deserve punishment, both in this world and forever after. How then can we escape punishment and return to God's favor? Now, there are some subjects that we love to talk about as Christians. We, we enjoy talking about a missions work. Uh, we enjoy talking about Bible studies that have had an impact upon our lives. Um, if we've ever been to a conference that has helped shape our thinking or helped change our perspective, we love talking about that. We love to share how we came to Christ. Uh, Most of us love to talk about the books that we've read. and There are even some doctrinal things that we like to talk about. I mean, I relish the opportunity to talk about the grace of God and the forgiveness of God and the love of God. Now, it might take us a minute to get over our initial fear, but most of us will jump at the chance to talk about Jesus. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to talk about our church and the wonderful things that God is doing among us. There are some subjects that we just love to talk about, but there are others that we would rather avoid. And I can't think of many subjects that are more uncomfortable to talk about than the doctrine of hell. We don't even like the word hell, much less the reality of it. When we do use the term, it's often the punchline of a joke or a way of describing some difficulty in life. So we would say stuff like this. I went through hell to get here today. And what we really mean is that we had to drive down I-75 during rush hour. I mean, We joke about things that frighten us because we want to declaw these things. We want to reduce the threatening reality of them. And the truth is that there is no more grim or difficult or terror invoking idea in all of Scripture than that of hell. And there is no way that we can avoid the topic. Because most of it comes from the lips of Jesus himself, right? In Mark chapter 9, Jesus refers to hell as the unquenchable fire, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. In Matthew 8, he refers to hell as outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Revelation 20, hell is referred to as the lake of fire. The Bible teaches us that hell is a place created for those who, upon the final judgment of God, are found bearing the guilt of their sin. Based upon their guilt and their rejection of God's good way in the gospel, they are separated by chasm from the glories of the triune God and the heaven that he has prepared for his children. Hell is a place of divine justice, where the righteous and eternal punishment of God is poured out upon sinners who rejected his love and his grace through Jesus. And question twelve is trying to help us get our minds around the reality of hell, and it's aiming to help us understand how we can escape it. So let me rehash the question. According to God's righteous judgment, we deserve punishment both in this world and forever, after. after how then can we escape punishment and return to God's favor? And here's the answer: God wills that his justice be satisfied. Therefore, We must make full satisfaction to the same, either by ourselves or by another. See, Jesus wasn't wrong when he said, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's from Matthew 10. The writer of Hebrews wasn't wrong when he wrote, It is appointed for man to die, and after that comes judgment. God wills that his justice be satisfied, meaning either it will be satisfied by the guilty person because the punishment will be poured out upon that person or it will be satisfied by another, by a substitute. There is no third option in the economy of God. But let's stick with thinking about ourselves and whether we have any hope in ourselves to free us from this debt. Question 13 asks, can we pay this debt ourselves? And the answer is this, certainly not. Actually, we increase our guilt every day now the point of this answer is to say that we have no hope of affording ourselves relief from god's just wrath we can't escape it on our own because every day we sin more and more and only increase our guilt if for some in some way i was able to make up for the sins i committed today what about the sins i committed long before i came to concern myself with sin or what about my sins for tomorrow our guilt is an ever-increasing guilt, and our sins are not just those things we do. There's those, it is those things that we think. Sin is dwelling within our hearts, and we can't change our hearts. And we can't look to the law to save us. Because the law is not designed to do that. It is designed and given to show us our sin, not to serve as a remedy for our sin. Romans 3.20 says, For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So if, if we can't hope to escape on our own, then is there another who can help us to escape God's wrath against our sin? Well, that's an interesting question, and we have to answer it in a couple of different ways. Question number 14 says this, can another creature, any at all, pay this debt for us? In other words, can we look to another human being, or can we look to some um, created sacrifice to do this? And the answer is this, no. To begin with, God will not punish another creature for what a human is guilty of. Besides, no mere creature can bear the weight of God's eternal anger against sin and release others from it. If we were looking to a mere man to save us, there's a problem. That mere man can't even save himself, much less pay the penalty for himself and us. And and the creatures that God has made, they are insufficient to effectively and eternally wipe away the punishment that we deserve. God has determined that each man must bear responsibility for his own sins. Whatever a man sows, that is what that man shall reap. Ezekiel 18 in verse 20 says this, "'The soul who sins shall die. "'The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, "'nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. "'The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, "'and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself.'" The debt of sin in us is so great that no mere creature can bear the weight of God's eternal anger in a way that will release others from that weight. As Kevin DeYoung writes in his book, the weight of God's eternal anger is more than any animal, saint, or angel can bear. Okay, so what does all this mean? Let me try and and summarize it. God's justice His divine justice demands that the debt of sin of every man must be paid in full. No one gets off. We cannot pay that debt ourselves in such a way that we are fully released from its penalty. Also, we can't ask another mere creature, be it animal, saint, or angel, to come in and free us from the weight of our sin. We are all incapable of doing this. Okay, now we can turn our attention to question 15 then what kind of mediator and deliverer should we look for? One who is truly human and truly righteous, yet more powerful than all creatures. That is, one who is also truly God. The logic of Heidelberg is hurting us. It's directing us to see that there is but one answer to our dilemma. There is but one hope of salvation for sinful man. There is only one way that we can be freed from our sin and be restored in our relationship to God. And the Apostle Paul helps us to understand this at the end of Romans 7 when he's dealing with the weight and guilt of his sin. And he says, who will deliver me from this body of death? And he concludes, thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Where we fail, Christ succeeds. Where the blood of bulls and lambs and goats is insufficient to save us from our sin, Christ, by a single sacrifice, has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Only the sacrifice of a truly righteous deliverer and truly human mediator can pay the price and free us from God's eternal punishment. One Savior... Truly God, fully man, fully righteous, a single sacrifice paid the ransom for all who believe. You see, this week of studying in the catechism helps us to understand a few things and remember that hell is real. Hell is eternal. Hell is a a place from which there is no comfort or escape, but hell can be avoided Jesus has come to rescue us from the guilt and power of sin. He died on the cross to pay the price for our sins so that we don't have to pay that price ourselves. He came to rescue us from the awful reality and divine justice of hell, and He alone can do it. Jared Wilson, in his book, The Storytelling God, Writes this There is glad escape from eternal condemnation in the safety of the Savior who has taken the condemnation for sins upon himself and conquered death and hell. Yes, for even you, if you want Him. Now, if you want to learn more about Cornerstone Baptist Church, you can find us online at cornerstonewiley.org. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CBC Wiley. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cornerstone Wiley, and you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play to stay up to date on all the new content. I hope that you will come back and join me again next week as we look at Lord's Day 6, where we'll be dealing with questions 16, 17, 18, and 19. Thank you for listening.